Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, blessings, and a gracious hello. God bless you. Um, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night, <laughs> wherever you may be in the globe at hearing the sound of my voice. I pray all is well with you on this day. It is the day that the Lord has made, and we rejoice, and we are so, so thankful and glad to be a part of it. I pray that you have had um, a blessed couple of weeks. We weren't live last week, but we are live today. <laughs> so we thank God for, excuse me, for that. God has been just, hmm, mm-mm-mm. You know the Campbell Soup commercial that, you know, says just, mm-mm, good, but that is exactly what God has been, is mm-mm, good. And we're so grateful that he loved us and chose us and appointed us and just did so many magnificent things in our lives that brought us to where we are right now, right today. We want to just jump right into it. I'm hopeful that my co-host will join me um, some point in time during the the course of the broadcast, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to kick it off because I have a a topic today that really is um, near and dear to my heart, something that God has been dealing with me on over the past few weeks um, in preparation for, for um, a conference that I will be attending this week and, and have the honor of speaking at. But our topic is creation and purpose. Creation and purpose. So often we struggle in life because we struggle with what is our purpose for living. Why are we alive? Why do we do this? Why do we do that? You know, why are we here at this appointed time? Why were we born in this this um, fear of eternity? I've even spoken to people who said that they really, really believe that, you know, A, they've been here before, or, or B, um, that they think they would have fit in really good at a different time um, in millennial. And 
I don't know. You know, I I don't for myself. Let me let me speak personally for me. I don't um, subscribe to the fact that I've been here before. I would really hope and pray that I won't have to repeat <laughs> this journey on this earth realm. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Thank you, Lord, for for life. I, I'm so so grateful, but I'm I'm hopeful and I'm prayerful that what I was created for, the purpose for which specifically that God created me, that I would fulfill it um, and move on to the next level, to the next phase, because um, I think that that's where we're all trying to achieve, um, to get to. You know, it's like we go through levels and levels and levels um, into different dimensions um, of life. And I would pray that I would exhaust in a lifetime every level and every dimension that God created me for. Now, if he has greater need for me um, at a different place, then I'm all for that. But I believe, I believe the word of God. Um, I am a faith-based person, so I definitely believe the word of God. I believe in its accuracy, okay? I don't believe that everything in it is symbolic. I think that um, a lot of it is literal, you know. It, it's not. There are symbolics um, in it, but and I, I acknowledge that, but I ascribe to a lot of its literacy, okay? When I read it, it is re- relevant to my life today no matter how many thousands of years ago and how many authors that it had, um, it still has relevance today because the word of God is alive. As you, If you believe in the word of God, if you believe in God, then you recognize that it is not just a book um, to just be read. It is a blueprint for life to be studied and meditated upon, and it is absolutely positively relevant today. It even spoke of these times. Um, You can definitely find the unfolding of prophetic words that were uttered through the pages of the Word of God that are so prevalent in what we live through in society today that it is just uncanny. Um, I, I tell people all the time, people that are so caught up in the news and um, addicted. <laughs> I have one of those in my household, actually, that the news, addicted to the news channels, and they just watch it all day long, and they just absorb it and what have you. And I'm like, the greatest news channel that I can find is the Word of God because it is not sensationalized. It just gives you facts. It gives you facts. So with that in mind, um, we're going to look at the facts of the Word of God dealing with creation of man, dealing with creation of man. Because I believe that as we look at that, as we delve into that, we find out that because um, we were already spoken of and, and our creation was not happenstance, it was for purpose and destiny that we will find ourselves in the book we will absolutely find ourselves in the book. So let's go to Genesis 1, dealing with the creation of man. Um, And we are going to look at Genesis 1 and 26, okay? I'm going to read this um, 
out of the Message Bible. I'm reading Genesis 1 and 26 through 28 out of the Message Bible. And it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay, and I apologize. I said it was out of the message. That was the New King James Version. Okay, so that is the the story of creation according to the Word of God. Now, if you ascribe to the the Bible being the Word of God and and being where creation began in our sphere of understanding, right? When He created the earth, when He created man, if we do not subscribe to a Big Bang theory that all of us something blew up and out of that blow up stars appeared and and the earth appeared. And um, through evolution, through being a fish in the sea and the fish frowning legs and all of a sudden walking on the earth as an animal and then as it walked on the earth as an animal, um, it evolved, that animal evolved into the multiple different animals that are on the earth. And one of those animals was a monkey. And out of that evolution of that monkey, you have man. Don't believe that. I do not believe that. I believe, according to the word of God, that we have a creator. Um, We call him God. That is not specifically his name, um, but to give context, text, to put things in perspective, we had to put some type of name on the entity that created us. And in the English in the English language, we ascribe that name to be God. In the Hebraic and Jewish culture, he is Yahweh. He is Yahweh. Um, and there are some Orthodox Jewish cultures that don't even say his name. Okay, they have letters and they're all consonants, and and you know, and they don't pronounce them out of re- pronounce his name out of reverence. But because of my relationship with God, I believe Him um, to want to be intimate with His creation, and therefore allows us the honor and the ability to address him by a name, okay? So I'm not getting in the philosophical debates on, you know, that God is a pagan name and, you know, and to go through all the issues of the the Greek and and the the gods, small g, of mythology and all of that, uh, that is not my purpose today. I know I'm not going to debate all of that. My purpose today is dealing with finding our purpose in our creator. Now, back in the early 90s, I was introduced to uh, a blessed, blessed man of God, I think. Uh, I've heard some critics on that too, but um, he is no longer walking this sphere with us, but his name was Dr. Miles Monroe. 
And I was introduced to Dr. Miles Monroe in his teachings on purpose. And I have to tell you that his teachings in my early walk with the Lord had a profound effect on me. And there were two things that resonated out of his teaching. And he has a vast array of books and teachings dealing with purpose. I believe that God gave him great insight to that that platform of purpose. I think that, you know, you will, if you trace through history, you'll find that every great man or woman of God was given a specific platform, a specific word on something that God gave them great revelation in, okay? Um, and and be with that revelation, you know, we, we get to see a clearer picture of our creator, a clearer picture of God, because he reveals himself through these different entities, through these different platforms that we get to know him better. And as we know him better, as we are introduced to the deepness, deeper and deeper levels of him, because we, we will never ascribe to the full deepness, deepness and depth of God, because we cannot do that in our finite mind. But because he's an infinite God. So, you know, a God that always was and always will be is a little hard to conceive in your mind when you're trying to put it on a timetable when you don't really recognize and understand that God is not in or on time. God is time. He created time so that we would have something to gauge, okay, that we would have a point of reference, okay. But it, it we and, and we get messed up. I have to, I'm just a little rabbit trail here. I have to say that we get messed up in our lives and in our thinkings and in the things that we ascribe to when we try to limit and understand God in that that timeline, in our limited capacity. Because we have trouble with infinity, you know, we get to that place of trying to say, well, I need God at a specific point in time in my life. And, and there's the song, you know, he's an on-time God. And all these different things that we ascribe to and we try to put on God when God is time. He, he's not constricted to time as we are. Okay, so that was, that was a small rabbit trail. But anyway, getting back to creation. Um, so the two things that really stood out for me that Dr. Monroe taught was dealing with, A, to know the purpose of a thing, you have to tap into the mind of the creator of that thing, okay? Because only the creator knows what he had in mind, what he purposed his creation for, all right? Um, and then the second thing was that if you do not know the purpose of a thing, then two things will happen. You will, A, um, abuse that thing, or you will abnormally use that thing. You will either abuse that thing or you will abnormally use that thing because you don't know the purpose of that thing. And we see it all the time. Um, think just classic example off the top of my head is drug use. You know, there are many, many drugs out there that have been created hope sustain a better way of life or to help sustain the health of your body. But 
there are many people out there that don't understand and recognize the purpose of that drug, and so they um, they abuse it to abuse themselves, and they abnormally use it because they don't utilize it for that which it was originally created, okay? So if we are looking at our purpose for existence, then the first place, obviously, we must go to is that one that created us. We need to tap into the mind of God as to why we were created. Now, I want to break this down and bring it in, roll it in, because we, we read creation in the book of Genesis, which was the creation of mankind. But now let's dwindle this down and take a personal look at the creation of you. Okay? So God, he gave a generalized statement on, and, and this is something that we always need to, to recognize, even in the generalized statement, the purpose of mankind. He said that he created them um, in his own image, and he created him in his own image and gave them a direction, okay? Then God, this is the 28th verse of Genesis 1, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply Feel the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So he had a reason for creating um, man. I do want to see this, and I believe it is out of the message that it says, um, it, it read a little different, but it even gave more depth to um what what our purpose is and what we need to do. Hold on one second. Let me um let's see. God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so that they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle. And yes, earth itself. Yes, I like this. Okay, let me start again. This is um Again, Genesis 1, 26 through 28, and this is in the message translation. God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature. That is very, very key. Let Make them reflecting our nature. In other words, God was saying he is creating a being, being that that being is the human kind. Okay, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so that they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, little g now. Don't get it twisted. He created them godlike, little g, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. He blessed them. And this was the blessing he placed upon them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge, be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, and every living thing that moves on the face of earth. So God gave us purpose in our creation. First purpose was to reflect his nature. That was the first purpose. He created us in his image to reflect his nature. Why did he want to? us to reflect his nature so that we could be responsible for 
Responsibility. He gave us responsibility in the DNA of our creation so that they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and, yes, earth itself. Have we not messed that one up? Okay? We have really messed that one up. But he gave us responsibility in every animal that moves on the face of the earth. He created human beings. He created them godlike. Again, little g. Okay, and in um, I think it's Psalms eighty something. I, I'm not. I don't off the top of my head. I don't remember. It might be eighty two. But he said he called us gods for ye are gods, being little g. Okay, Christ even repeated that. You know, in his teaching, we are gods, little g. Don't get it twisted. We are not God Almighty. We are not equal to God Almighty, you know, but we have part of his DNA in us. One of the reasons why, as I was saying a few minutes ago, that there have been great men and women of God through millennial that, you know, had specific teachings on specific things that God gave them revelation on is because it takes us as a whole, as a unit, to really get a glimpse of the, the reality of who God is, seriously. One person does not have all the revelation. They don't even have all the revelation for the platform that God gave them, but he gave them a deeper understanding and a deeper revelation of specifics so that they can convey it to the world. Okay, And that's what I believe was part of Dr. Miles Monroe's teaching on purpose was he went deep into it so that he could give us greater revelation about our purpose. Amen? Okay. So those two things, like I said, it sticks out in my mind. So therefore, if I really, really want to understand my purpose, I have to go to my creator. I have to go to my creator. Now, as I broke this thing down in my mind and from my life and with inside myself to come to, to terms with that, I had to stop and think. First and foremost, okay, my creation did not begin when a man and a woman laid down in San Francisco, California back in 1956 and I was conceived. That was my conception. That was not my creation, okay? All right? Hear me. That was my conception. That was my, my legal birthing forth of my spirit into this earth realm. Okay? God set specifics in place so that to, for us to have legal entrance into this earth realm, he decided he wanted us birthed out. All right? So at conception, that was the formation of me being birthed out, but it was not my creation. My creation began in the mind of God. My creation began when God had a thought, okay? And in that thought, he knew there was going to be a need. And so he had already, as he always does, he always goes before the need and makes a provision and then backs up and allows the need to occur. Now that's good, okay? That just came straight from him. He goes he creates a, a provision for the need because he already knew the need was going to occur. So then he backed up and made the provision so that when that need occurred, the provision was already there. Hallelujah for Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Amen. That's good news. That is really, really good news. 
back to my back to my story. So as I think this thing through in myself, I'm like, okay, I do not recall going to my creator and saying, could you make me a black woman, please? Could you give me a female gender and make the skin tone of my skin this beautiful chocolate-colored brown, you know, so that, you know, my skin would have a certain elasticity in it that would cause me not to quite look my age, at my age, would you please give me some hips and some breasts and a behind? And, and yeah, I would like some full lips, please. And, you know, mm, brown eyes are cool. Dark brown eyes are cool. I don't remember having that conversation with my creator at all, okay? Therefore, I can deduce about myself that God's decision to make me of a black ethnicity and a female had to do with the reason for my creation, the purpose for which I was created, okay? Because I had no say-so in that. I had absolutely no say-so in that. But again, he already knew there was going to be a need. He saw the need unfold. He backed up and created the provision for the need. And as that provision pushed forth, it pushed forth as a female of black ethnicity. What a God we serve. I'm not mad at him at all. (laughs) So if I were to stand before you, I know you're only hearing my voice right now, but if I was actually standing before you and you looked at me And I said to you, I am a black woman, okay? You would look at me and say, duh, okay, I can see that. Because you're only looking at the surface. The surface is quite evident, I am a black woman. I am not a man, a black man dressed in drag. I am not a white man or a woman with black face on. I am an authentic black woman. That is what I was created to be because he had need of me in this house, in this frame, in this reflection. I I was not the one that came up with it. Again, I am so grateful to him for it, okay? But I was not the one that came up for it. Now, again, as I said, if I was standing before you and I said to you, I'm a black woman, you would be like, duh, you think? Because you're seeing me with your natural eye, and it is evident that that is what I am. However, you're only seeing the surface. You don't see what's up under this black skin and this female gender. See, God knew why he needed me to be housed in this manner. Because the essence of who I am is my spirit, and my spirit is residing in this house in this body called a black female. So on the surface, it's obvious that I am a black female, but I have to go beyond the surface to get to the purpose for which I was created. Why am I here? Why am I here? God is a very strategic God. He does not do anything just because. 
And he doesn't throw stuff out to the wind to see where to fall. That's not the God we serve. Read the word, okay? You will find his strategies all through the word in detail, in detail. He does not hold back, okay? He is concerned about every single detail. Think of how he how he he. He was the architect for the temple. This is good. He was the architect for the temple, okay, which is exactly what he did for us because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So his spirit resides within us along with our spirit, okay, all right? And so he was that architect that designed us. Now, each of us, were uniquely designed, uniquely, down to our fingerprints, down to our DNA, down to the numbers of the hairs on our head. Each one of us are unique in what he saw first, okay, what he, he had in mind when he created us. Even identical twins have been proven to be uniquely different. On the surface, they look just alike. Underneath the surface, they're uniquely different. Most of the time, when you even have identical twins, you have an extrovert and an introvert. You have a creative soul and or artistic, creative, and then you have that rational business person or, or that mathematician or what have you. They're, they're very different on the inside even though they appear to be the same on the outside. Take, for example, um, the black man. We're going to, we'll, we'll look at that. So people have tried to put a description of what the black man is or should be according to what they dictate not according to what God created him and what God placed in him, but according to their dictate. So according to their dictate, he's shiftless, he's worthless, he does not know commitment, he just has babies and drops them all over the place. Um, just, you know, he's, he's only good for his brawn, um, not for his intellect. These are the different things and labels that have been tried to attach to the black man that are inherently different than the purpose that God had for them. When a black man taps into his true purpose for which he was created, going into the mind of his creator, we find he is very talented, he is artistic, he is athletic, he has a propensity to love his family, to actually be the protector of his family, that he would, like, jump in front of a moving car to save a loved one or his family? Because these are things that God placed within him. So once you go and you understand your true purpose, he's a coverer, he's a protector, he is godlike in that respect. 
because he was created to reflect the image of God, to be loving, to, to be affirming. All of that was created in his DNA as a black man, Caucasian man, created to, to be likewise, but because society and different people have told him something different about his existence, it's easier for him to accept that part of his existence than to the black man who has been told the opposite of who he is. This is why it's very, very important. And please hear me, this is definitely not a racist um, um, quip. It is, it is not, you know, um, race-based. I just happen to be coming from the perspective of a black person because that's what I am. But, you know, I did, hey, we all have our purposes, and the reason being for our creation. So please hear me on that. You know, I don't think anyone was created to be better than the other one. He gave us equal opportunity to be godlike, to be responsible, um, to to cover and protect. Okay, so we have to understand that. And when we understand that, then if we if we all could understand that, racism would be eradicated because we would recognize and understand that we all have our place. We were all created for purpose. Okay. Anyway, let me get off of that. As a black woman, I, we have got some qualities in us that are unbelievable. We, we never say never. We, we just don't know how to die. Okay. We can be so weary and tired and exhausted, but there is an innate strength within us that at that weakest moment, we still have to say, I must press on. I must press on. I can't stop. Okay, I don't care what they told me I could not do. I don't care how many times they told me I was only good as a wet nurse or as a bed partner or, or I was only good to be in the kitchen and have babies and all these different things. I, I, I'm not hearing that because there's something so weaved into the fabric of my existence that says, no, baby, you were created for greatness. You were created to be God-like. You were created, hallelujah, for responsibility as well. You were created for leadership as well. And in that creation, you also been given the innate ability to cover your husband, to be that strength that propels him forward, to be that one, that nurturer of the male child, to be that nurturer of your family, of your household, to say, uh-uh, uh-uh, just like I can't quit, you can't quit. Come on, we can do this. Come on, come on, come on. We are that coach at that finish line saying, no, come on, come on, come on. I know your legs hurt. Come on, come on, come on. I know you barely can breathe, but come on, come on, come on, because you are going to get across the finish line. We are that one because that's what was innately placed within us at creation. So just because you see the outward adornment of somebody does not give you insight to the inner abilities of that person. It does not give you insight always to the purpose of that person. If you allow the spirit of God, to give you vision as opposed to just sight, as opposed to just looking and seeing on the outward appearance. If you allow God to give you vision to see what he sees, see, you will see his purpose in the creation of that thing. 
See, for me, part of my purpose, and, and it's vast, you, and yours is too, but a biggest, the biggest portion of my purpose is that of an encourager, is, the, is that one to say, come on, there is greatness inside of you. Whether you feel it, see it, or can tap into it or not, I see it. I know it's there because I know what God said. God said he created you to be God-like, okay? There is greatness within you. There's greatness within you. There is the 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 not just not just potential, but the the oh how can I say this the tenacity and the audacity okay for you to achieve things that maybe no one else in your family achieved because they didn't have what you have in you. You were created for your generation. You were created, and the DNA from generation to generation to generation got stronger and stronger with each generation. And as it passed down through those genes, that gene pool, and it got to you, it is like it on steroids now. It is greatness on steroids now because each level, each, each stage, each person in your genealogy tapped into a little bit more of that greatness, and the next one tapped into a little bit more, and the next one tapped into a little bit more, and as they were tapping into that little bit more and that little bit more and that little bit more, it was adjusting the DNA within them. And so when they pressed that DNA on down to you, it adjusted to a higher higher concentration, a higher concentration of greatness. This is good, Lord. This is good. So you're going to accomplish things that no one in your family ever accomplished before. And guess what? The generations to follow you will accomplish things that you never dreamed of. And it will keep going on and on and on. But when we don't recognize our purpose, when we don't recognize the greatness for which we have been created, then that's when that abuse and that abnormal use comes into play. You see, I can speak on that because I abused and abnormally used myself for years. And I allowed other people to devalue me for years. Now, I'm not real one that was ever real big on allowing you just to abuse me because there was always that um, innate fighter and warrior within me because that was part of my DNA. That was part of my purpose. See, because even though I, I, I hold different positions, maybe in different companies and in different places in life, ultimately I am a prayer warrior. I am an intercessor. So there was a warrior spirit in me from day one. And I, I guarantee you this is true. <laughs> Okay, this is true. There was a warrior spirit in me from day one because it was part of my purpose. It was part of my purpose. Some of you have such creative abilities. Oh, my God, you can draw, you can sing, you can play instruments out of this world. And it's just like, oh, I, I look at your abilities, and, and this is true. There was a time in my life that I would look at the artist, I would look at the musician, I would look at the singer and think, I have no gifts and talents. They are so gifted. They are so talented. 
okay? I can dance a little, <laughs> a, a little, really a little. Um, singing, put me in a choir. I'm cool. Okay, solo, mm-mm. nope, nope, not my gifting, not my gifting. Draw, I can make you a mean stick man. You get past that stick man, we got some issues. <laughs> we got some issues. So I used to think, wow, these people are so gifted and so talented, and I was not present on the day God was giving out gifts and talents. That used to be my perception of myself. Why? Because I didn't recognize and understand myself. Once I got a hold to the mind of God concerning me, and I'm still unfolding it. Hear me. Hear me. At 62 years old, I'm still unfolding my purpose for which God created me. Because he gives us multiple assignments. There is one unique strain, though, that will flow through your life. If you, if you follow it, if you look back upon your life, you can follow this stream through everything that you've walked through, through everything you've been through, through everything that happened to you, there's still this, this stream, this stream. So I've told you one of my streams is that of a warrior. I've always been a warrior. Now, I, I never suffered seriously from self-esteem. Self-esteem was not my issue. You know, there were things that I wish were better about myself. There were things that... Um, I just, you know, didn't embrace about myself, but I never was one that looked and said, you know, just low self-esteem, so to speak. And I just, I just shared with you um, that I didn't feel about giftings and talents, that I wasn't talented like other people, but even in that, I still knew, yeah, but I got some work somewhere. There's something about me, okay, that is a reason for me being here. As I got to know the mind of God, I discovered that I do have gifts and talents. They're different from somebody else's. They're uniquely my gifts and talents because he uniquely placed them within me so that he could use me for the purpose for which he created me. So once I came to terms with that and I learned that about myself, then that changed my vision of myself and it negated the abuse that I had on myself. See, I, I walked through promiscuity, which abused my body. I went through drug addiction, which abused my body. I walked through different stages of my life where I abnormally used that for which God had placed within me because I did not understand my purpose. And once I did, once that light bulb went off, once I had that one-on-one with God and he began to give me a glimpse of who I really was, then those things ceased. Those things ceased. Okay? Like that. Seriously, no drug rehab, no counseling, none of that. You know, no psychiatrist, none of that. It was just like light bulb went off and he said, let me just show you. Let me just show you. And he just gave me a glimpse. And with that glimpse, it was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, really, Lord? I had no idea. I had no idea. I have gifted you to speak. I have gifted you to encourage. I have gifted you to write. 
I have gifted you in so many areas that you're not even aware of. So never, ever let it come out of your mouth again that you have no gifts and talents because I have not created not one, not one individual without placing specific giftings and talents within them. Not one. Not one. So that means every one of you that hears the sound of my voice, whenever it is you're hearing it, you recognize and understand you have been gifted. You have been gifted. You have been created with giftings within you. And it's time to tap into that. It's time to become a new you for this new level that you are embracing and embarking upon. It is time. It is time. It is time now for, again, allowing someone value on you because that's no one else's job. Your value was placed on you when your creator created you. I don't care how you came into this, uh, this earth realm. Your value was placed on you when your creator created you. I entered into this earth realm as an orphan. I came out of my mother's womb, and when I came out of the hospital, I went into an orphanage. That was my arm bringing, arm birthing forth into this earth realm. But just because I went into an orphanage at birth did not say that I did not have value. Again, my value was placed on me in the mind of the creator when he created me. So it's not up to the world to give me my value. So if you can't give me value, then you can't devalue me either. Because how are you going to take something from me that you did not give me to begin with that is intricately woven into who I am? It's not like you gave me a cookie and said, I want my cookie back. Okay? You didn't give me my value. So I'm definitely not going to let you take it from me. You begin to see yourself differently. You do not see yourself cocky. You do not see yourself arrogant. You do see yourself confident, and you do see yourself as a pearl of great price because that's what God said you were. He said that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay? So, therefore, when you think about your purpose, you cannot go there without tapping into your creator. You just can't do it. You cannot do it. Mm. Now, think about right this moment, this very, very moment, you're hearing the sound of my voice. I was created. I was created in this timeline of millennium. So that right this moment, as you're hearing me, something can go off inside of you, something can be triggered within you, and you step back and you begin to look at yourself differently. See, you become one of my assignments, and I don't even know you, never met you, have never laid eyes on you, but the sound of my voice is penetrating a place inside of you that God needed to speak to. So he used me, his creation, to speak a word into that place so that you could get better clarity of really who you are. That's deep. Think about it. 
And you had no idea that at this point in time in your life, somebody would be there to say, baby, you have value. Baby, don't you ever let anybody take that value from you. Baby, do you not recognize and understand that you were created with greatness? I don't care who said what, mama, daddy, sister, brother, husband, wife, matters none. And it really don't matter what society has to say. Because I promise you a word from God will trump any word from the enemy or this society or your flesh, okay? Because a lot of times we are our worst enemy. We are the hardest on ourselves. We doubt ourselves. We doubt that God could ever really use us. We doubt that we can be successful. We doubt, we doubt, we doubt. And God is saying, have faith, have faith, have faith. Not in you, in me. That's what he's telling you. Don't have faith in you. Have faith in me because I am your creator. So it does not matter what you feel and perceive about yourself. Have faith in the fact that I created you with these valuable things inside of you, and I will pull them out at each appointed time. I will utilize what's in you. I'll never forget this, and I've said this over and over again, and I think sometimes God will have me repeat it over and over again so that I hear it again, so that I recognize, okay, I remember you said that, Lord. There was um, a point in time in my life that God spoke a profound word to me, directly to me, not through a prophet, directly to me. And what he said was, no one, no one will glory and what I'm going to do for you. So in other words, I don't care what any individual thinks that they are going to pour into my life, and that's a wonderful thing. I thank you for letting God use you. But you will not get the glory for who I am and for the things that I will accomplish. Why? Because that glory belongs to God. And he spoke that to me, and I did the happy dance and then the Holy Ghost shuffle and all of that. It was like, woo, yes, thank you, Lord. And then a couple of years later, I was at a place in my life where, you know, I was transitioning back home and, you know, I had all of these preconceived notions because I had all of these contacts and what have you in Las Vegas based on what my my prior job was and I could go to to this hotel or that hotel or to this president of this establishment and, and to that because, see, those were the level of people that I had dealt with in my job. So I had contacts. I had connections. I had all of those different things. And in my mind, this was going to be a no-brainer. Let me just get to Vegas. And I got this. And God said, really? You got this? Seriously? And then he, he played that recording in my mind. He said, do you remember when I told you that no man will glory in what I'm going to do for you? Yeah, Lord, I remember. I got it. I got it. He said, that meant you too. You are of that human species. And it was like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You won't take the credit or the glory for what I'm going to do either because this is going to be all me. You will sit back and say, this, this was nothing but the Lord. This was absolutely nothing but God, okay? Please hear me in this. And it's the same thing that holds true for your life. The things that he placed within you, the gifts and talents that he gave you, he put them in there for himself. So that at a point in time, he will pull them out. 
He would say, okay, I want you to go over here and I want you to say such and such. I want you to go over there and I want you to sing a song. I want you to sit down and be my scribe today. Write. Start writing everything that I tell you to put on paper because I place these things in you for me so that you can fulfill the purpose for which I created you for. God is who? God is somebody. God is somebody. And the sooner we recognize the greatness of God and what he really has in mind for our lives, the happier we will be because then it will be easier to surrender all to him. It will not be a treachery or a, a scary situation or anything frightening to give yourself over to God to trust him when he says, no, don't go left, go right. I know you always go left. I know you're used to going that way, but there is a pitfall this time that way. I need you to go right. Hear me. And you're like, okay, God, whatever you say. See, because I have been one of those ones that said, no, nah, because I always go this way. Come on now, really? And then I go that way, and it's like, OMG. And, and God is the man, I told you. I told you not to do that. I told you not to go that way. I told you not to say that. See, even your, your vocal ability, your vocal ability, what to speak and when to speak. You may even have a prophetic call on your life, and you can see the future. But God may say, I showed you a glimpse of it because I want you to pray over it. I didn't show it to you for you to speak it. I want you to cover it. See, prophetic intercessors, we have insight, so a whole lot of intel. But we don't have permission to always share that intel that we have. We, we were not always given permission to say, yeah, so-and-so. Not even to say, I need you to pray with me over such-and-such. No, 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 no. There are times. And, and I believe in the prayer of unity. I believe in coming together. I believe in agreement and then touching. I understand that, that, that process. I do. But there are times when God will say, no, 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 no. This is between you and I. And I'm showing it to you because I'm giving the assignment to you. I, I need you to pray over it. I need you to birth it forth. I need you to cover it. I need you by the power and the authority that I've given you to stop it in the spirit realm before it manifests in the natural. Not to go tell anybody. I'm not giving you bragging rights. I'm not doing any of that. I'm using you for my purpose because I created you for such a time as this. God is, oof, <laughs> hallelujah. God is an incredible entity in your life. And if you are not tapping in to the mind of God as you are trying to weave and intertwine in this earth realm, you just heard, I'll go back and I'll even read it again, that you are responsible for things in this earth realm. He created you for that created you for that, but because there was purpose in your creation, again, there was a need. He saw the need, so he backed up, and he created the purpose and the fulfillment and the answer 
to that need. And then he wrapped it up and he tied it up and he put a pretty little bow on it and then ushered it into the earth realm. And he called it Sue. He called it Peggy. He called it Tom. He called it Malik. He called it Shaniqua. He called it Rachel. He called it Jacob. He called it Jesus. And then he sent it forth. The need would be answered. So that the need would be answered. You are that answer. Stop selling yourself short. Stop basing your success on the madness of this world. You are successful when you carry out the purpose for which you were created. Therein lies your success. Because all the houses, cars, lands, money, and all of that stuff will not go with you to your next assignment. In the spirit realm, not going with you, not going to happen. It's nice that God loves you so much to let you enjoy some things in this earth realm. It's cool. It's wonderful. But never get it twisted and equate your success to stuff. Is when you are utilized for the thing for which you were created. If I go and I pick up a shovel and I break a window with that shovel, I beat that shovel against that window, I've just abnormally used that shovel because that shovel was not created in the mind of its creator to break that window. That shovel was created in the mind of its creator to dig a hole in the ground. It wasn't to break that window. It was created to dig a hole in the ground. Understand. Now, that that person wielding that shovel successfully broke that window, but it was not a success for the shovel because that's not what the the shovel created for. Nine times out of ten, the person that picked up the shovel to break the window was a crook, and he was trying to get into your house, and so that, that wasn't even a success for him because he was not created to be a thief. Oh, this thing can go on and on and on if you let it. It can go on and on and on if you let it. We're winding up. 44 seconds left in the show, my goodness. I pray that this has been a blessing to you on today because it has truly blessed me. Because any time I speak like this to your heart and to your soul, it first has to flow through my heart and my soul. So please, please, please recognize the greatness that is within you and tie your purpose into your creation in the mind of your creator. You have a blessed, blessed week, an incredible day for the rest of your day, night, or whenever you're hearing me in the Lord. God bless you. Okay, music. Here we go. Let's keep it real.